Think editing a video podcast is hard and takes all day? Not anymore. Thanks to AI, I've been able to cut editing time by a factor of four compared to traditional video editing methods. Stay tuned as by the end of this episode, you will know how I turn a long form video into 28 amazing short clips and you never guess how much time it takes. I will unpack all of this after the intro. Welcome to Macpreneur, the show for seasoned solopreneurs looking to streamline their business on a Mac. Unlock the secrets to saving time and money with your host and technology mentor, Damien Schroers. If this is the first episode that you're listening to, welcome to the Macpreneur tribe. And if you're a longtime Macpreneur listener, thank you for tuning back in. As a fellow solopreneur, I appreciate that you dedicate these 15-ish minutes with me every week. We're almost at the end of season three, which is entirely dedicated to exploring the world of artificial intelligence. And for the occasion, I've created a list of 10 must-know AI tools that have the potential to revolutionize your solopreneur business. You can grab your own copy by visiting macpreneur.com forward slash AI. This PDF guide provides concise descriptions and direct links so you can seamlessly integrate them into your workflow. Visit macpreneur.com for slash AI and you'll instantly discover cutting-edge tools that few other solopreneurs even know existed. So many solopreneurs are either hesitant to start a podcast, let alone a video podcast, due to a lack of knowledge, or they are struggling to optimize their existing podcast process. There are two main challenges here. First, knowing where to start. And second, finding the tools that save time without compromising quality. And all of that without breaking the bank. The good news is that you're at the right place, my MacPoner friend, because in this episode, I will share my personal journey in rebooting the MacPoner podcast, focusing on how AI drastically shortened the production time without compromising on the quality. So here's a quick overview of what I will cover in this episode. First, I will share with you my overall podcasting production process. Then you'll discover a key ingredient that applies beyond podcasting. After that, I will go over the different tools that I use, starting with those that are absolutely essential. Then you will get a rundown of exactly where AI is involved. And then I will finish by sharing with you the estimated amount of time that I save compared to traditional methods. So buckle up for another eye-opening episode of the MacPonup podcast. Okay, so let's start by defining the context because it's an important part of the puzzle. So when I decided to reboot the MacPonup podcast, I kept the solo show format, but I made three big changes. First, I decided to shorten the episode to about 15 to 20 minutes in length so that an episode could be listened to during a short commute or while doing some exercise. Second, I decided to structure the podcast into seasons of about three months, each featuring a specific theme. And third, because most marketing experts were raving about the power of video, especially YouTube as a powerful search platform, I decided to produce a video podcast, something that I had never done before. 
And so, in theory, <laughs> starting with a video, it should be easy to extract the audio portion for the audio podcast, and then after transcribing it, it should be easy to publish then a blog post. Now, initially, I wanted to produce daily episodes. <laughs> However, after a few tests, I realized that even with artificial intelligence, I wouldn't have enough bandwidth to pull that off on my own. So I decided to produce a weekly show with the idea to extract seven short snippets out of it that could then be released on multiple social media platforms on a daily basis. Now, big shout out to Ash Borland, the, the host of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast, who was the main inspiration for this omnipresent strategy, as he calls it. Now, the big unknown back in June 2023 was whether or not I would be able to pull that off. And at the time of recording, yes, I'm almost six months into the, the reboot. And the answer is yes. So here's the process that allows me to produce this kind of output. Before the season starts, I will choose the theme for the season. Then I will brainstorm topics for the episodes. And finally, I will decide on the lead magnet, on the lead magnets, if it makes sense to have multiple ones. Then for each episode, there are roughly eight steps. First, I will brainstorm the problem that will be addressed by the episode and the solution. And then I want to prepare also a rough outline based on the topic. Step number two, I will then refine the outline. And then step number three, I will come up with a YouTube framework, a hook and a foreshadow. Step number four, I will prepare the keynote slides, which means the script in the presenter's note and also B-roll images and animations. Now, if you're listening to the audio right now and, and you're curious, just visit macpanel.com slash episode 76 and then you will see what I'm talking about regarding the uh, B-roll. You will see the video at the top of the blog post. Step number five, I will record the episode. Then step number six, edit it. Step number seven, publish it in three formats. So video on YouTube, audio via Buzzsprout, and text as a blog post on the MacPerner site. At this stage of the process, the weekly content is covered. The very last step consists in creating and publishing daily short-form videos on four platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Before going through the list of tools that I use, I wanted to quickly mention a key component of my process that applies beyond podcasting, and it is standard operating procedures or SOPs in short. Over the past six months, I have documented and refined a SOP that I follow for every episode. SOPs are essential and solopreneurs tend to make two mistakes when it comes to SOPs. First mistake, they don't feel they need to document their processes until they hire a VA or they offload a series of tasks to a VA. I believe it is short-sighted because SOPs prevent mistakes which can be 
quite costly both in terms of quality and of lost time. This is especially true when we do stuff occasionally. The second mistake is to assume that once we have created a SOP, job done, let's move on. What most solopreneurs fail to realize is that SOPs are really great basis for continuous improvement. And in the case of the MacPuna podcast, I revise the process almost after every episode. In fact, I will cover this topic in more details uh, during season number four. Now, you might be wondering what tool you could use for that. And so from my side, I have settled on Apple Notes. I absolutely love the fact that it's possible to add URLs, checklists, bulleted list, numbered list, as well as images. And best of all, everything synchronizes across all my devices. The only downside is that it's not easy to automate the reuse of a template. So with shortcuts, I'm able to create a new note in the folder of my choice, but then I still need to copy paste the SOP from the template into the note created specifically for each episode. Having said that, I have created a dozen of SOPs in Apple Notes and I feel much more confident in my ability to consistently produce quality work while giving me the tool to further boost my productivity. Okay, so now let's talk about the tools that I use to produce the MacPuna podcast, starting with the two most important ones, Keynote and Descript. If you're following me on Instagram, you will most probably already know that I came up with a quite clever solution, if I may say so myself, of using a square keynote template. Yes, 1920 pixels wide by 1920 pixels high. I've gone through several iterations and here is what I have finally settled onto. In the top left corner, I have put the iMac screen with a live feed from my iPhone at roughly a 45 degree angle. Uh, I have a box with my name and I have the title Technology Mentor as well in another box. In the top right corner, I have the MacPuna logo, a text box and any B-roll material, so images or videos. And then in the bottom right corner, I have the uh, direct feed from the built-in webcam of my iMac. And so this trick allows me to record once and then use the same footage that I can crop both for YouTube and social media. So for the YouTube video, I will only keep the top part in landscape format, so 16 by 9 aspect ratio. And for social media, I will keep the right side and it will be then vertical uh, 9 by 16 aspect ratio. And so rather than being uh, an afterthought, which usually means requiring more tools or more recording, with this method, repurposing content is baked into the production process. This trick might not work for everyone, and I'm fully aware that selfies taken from a smartphone might be more appealing to certain audiences. In other words, it's entirely possible that with this approach, I am sacrificing effectiveness to gain efficiency. However, for the time being, and, and given how full my plate already is, I am okay with this compromise. And maybe one day I will change my mind and I will uh, 
changed strategy. Who knows? Now, if you're interested in implementing a similar strategy yourself, and if you need help, just DM me on an Instagram. My handle is MacBonerFM. Okay, the second most important tool in my podcast production process is the script, which has a lot of artificial intelligence baked in. So here are the built-in features that actually leverage AI in the script. The first one is the transcription, which allows to quickly edit the video as if it's a Google document. Uh, the second one is audio processing to remove background noises. The feature is called uh, Studio Sound. It has also eye contact simulation, so it's a feature that is still in beta, but that can give the illusion that the speaker watch straight at the camera, even though they are not. The last one that I use very rarely is called voice cloning, and it can be used to quickly replace misspoken words, but in my own voice. Now, the killer feature is really being able to edit a video simply by selecting text, doing copy-paste, and deleting text. The script can also remove filler words in one click, but because it sometimes removes stuff that it shouldn't, I have stopped using that feature. And in my experience, the transcription quality is a bit inferior to Mac Whisper. So as a consequence, I still need to go through the entire video to correct some parts of the transcription, and I remove the filler word manually along the way. Luckily, it's possible to configure the playback speed and I set mine to a 2x when I go through the transcript. And so, like a word processor, you can do search and replace to fix the spelling of words that appear several times in a recording. There is a keyboard shortcut M to add markers that can then be used as chapters for YouTube or for Apple Podcasts and later on also as titles in the blog post. On top of that, it has a fairly intuitive video editor with a timeline at the bottom and other keyboard shortcuts that make it very quick to cut the clip uh, at any, any point. Now, if you've never used this script, you might be wondering how it can help repurpose content. Well, in my case, every episode is a project and in the script parlance, every project can have multiple compositions. And compositions can be audio only or video. And if it's video, then they can have different sizes and different aspect ratios. So after a first pass of editing the square video, I will create a separate composition for the audio version and then another composition for the YouTube video. Why? simply because they are slightly different. Uh, the audio version has two jingles, one at the beginning, one at the end. And after the first jingle, there is also a welcome section. On the other hand, in the YouTube version, there is no jingle at the beginning. Uh, the content starts straight after the hook and the foreshadow. And also the outro is slightly different. Instead of saying, thank you for listening, it says, thank you for watching the podcast. And uh, yeah, if you were wondering, creating a new composition, super simple, you select text, right-click, new composition. And once a composition is done, 
it's very easy to export or to publish content as well. So in the top right corner of the window, there is a publish button. For the audio version, even though the script can publish directly to Buzzsprout, I have noticed that the chapters are not uh, copied. So in the end, I still do an export as an MP3. I know I have the chapters, then I manually upload the MP3 from my Mac to Buzzsprout via the interface. From the same composition, I also export the transcript as a Markdown file and in plain text format. The Markdown will be used later on for the blog post and the plain text format is used to brainstorm potential episode titles with ChatGPT. For the horizontal video, I publish directly to YouTube from the script, so there is no need to download or upload anything. So for every episode, I need to sign into my YouTube account to give this script permission to upload the video. After that, I double check that the chapters are included in the description. I defined the category, the tags, and then in a matter of minutes, the video is available in YouTube Studio ready for me to do the finishing touches. You can try this script for free with some limitations. Uh, for instance, you have maximum one hour of transcription per month, uh, only one watermark free video per month, and the video that you export are limited to 720p. I currently have the creator plan at $15 per month for 10 hours of transcriptions and the ability to export video in 4K resolution. There are some limitations, but they don't bother me, so this plan is perfect for my needs at the moment. There are a bunch of other tools that I use to help me throughout the production process, some of which may be familiar to you if you have listened to the previous episode. In alphabetical order, I'm using Camo Studio. It's an app that turns my iPhone into a second camera by plugging it over USB. I'm using also MacGPT, a tool that allows me to access JGPT without needing to open a browser. Um, a PopClip, another tool that allows me to quickly do stuff right after selecting text. PostHaste, I use that to create the default folder structure, including the default templates for each episode. I use ScreenFlow before the script to quickly process the audio after the recording but more importantly, to shrink the size of the video by a factor of 10. So it makes it it's much faster afterwards to upload into this script and it consumes less space uh, on my Descript account. Uh, I'm using also Ulysses to finalize and to publish the blog post for each episode. Um, I'm using also Web Catalog, a tool that turns websites into Mac applications Actually, I, what I've created is an application called Macpreneur, and it's an app that has access to a bunch of web services. So from the Macpreneur app, I can directly access Buzzsprout, YouTube Studio, Meta Business Suite, LinkedIn, the admin panel of the Macpreneur site, and, and a bunch of other web services. And then the last tool, Writer's Brew, which I talked a lot in the previous episodes, that allows me then to invoke ChatGPT via the API, the application programming interface. And I can do that either by opening the Mac app 
Wolf Writers Brew or via the PopClip uh, plugin action. Now let's have a look at where AI is involved during the MacPuna podcast production process. So before the season starts, I use AI to help me with the brainstorming uh, for the ideas, for the topics. And I'm also using the, the strategies that I introduced in episode 74. If you have not listened to that episode yet, just visit macpreneur.com forward slash episode 74. Then for each episode, I will do the very first step myself, which is getting the first draft of the problem I'm addressing, the solution provided by the episode, and a rough outline. Then I'll use oftentimes AI for additional research to refine the outline. And then I will use that as the basis to create a YouTube framework and to brainstorm the hook and the foreshadow using ChatGPT. For the keynote slides, apart from some illustrations that are generated by DALI, most of the visuals are screenshots or screen recording that I do directly on my Mac. AI doesn't really help me here because the bulk of the work is creating the script and the animations for which I want to keep 100% creative control. Then come the recording where no AI is involved. And actually, most of the AI help occurs during the last three steps of the process. So editing is done with the script and I've already covered most of its AI features. Uh, one thing that I didn't mention is that it also exports the captions for YouTube as a SRT file. Um, now, before publishing the podcast, I use ChatGPT to help me with the episode title, the summary, and the takeaways based on the final transcript. For the blog post, I use Writer's Brew to correct any grammar or punctuation issues. Then, to prepare the social media clips, I go back into the script and then I will prepare seven vertical videos for YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, and seven square videos for LinkedIn. For each of these videos, I export an MP4 file, the transcript in text formats, and the captions. And then using Writer's Brew, I then use AI to convert the transcript into text that is optimized for social media and that will accompany every video. Okay, so that's great, but in practice, how much more efficient does it make me? Well, I've done some research and using traditional methods, an experienced video editor will take between 30 and 60 minutes to edit one minute of video. So for a 20 minute long episode, we're talking about 10 to 20 hours just for the editing part. Since I'm tracking my time with Toggle, I have analyzed the data for all the episodes of season three so far. And in average, it takes me two hours and 15 minutes to edit the podcast. Now, even if we compare that to the minimum, which would be 10 hours, it's still a four time speed up and an average saving of seven hours and 45 minutes per episode. In fact, I did even more research to check how my editing time compared to traditional audio podcast editing. And what I found is that the range is between three and 10 minutes of editing time 
for each minute of audio. And so with an average of 2 hours 15 minutes for a 20 minute video, my average is about 6.7 minutes per minute of podcast. So I achieve roughly the same performance as an audio engineer while being able to produce three times the outputs, right? An audio file, a video file, and a blog post. And for the social media clips, I'm able to produce and schedule 28 clips of one minute each in around three hours and 15 minutes per episode. It may sound a lot, but using traditional method and assuming only 30 minutes per minute of video, we're talking about an estimate of seven hours. So I'm still twice as fast and I have created captions and text and scheduled the 28 clips when with the other method we're still talking about just editing. And so all in all, so the the weekly and the daily content, I'm saving more than 10 hours every episode. It's more than a full day of work every week. To recap, uh, I have started this episode by explaining my overall process and by stressing out the importance of standard operating procedures. Then I've covered in more details, Keynote and Descript, the two tools that are key to putting off a weekly show in three formats and daily short-form video content on four social media platforms. All of that <laughs> alongside a, a full-time job. I briefly mentioned the other Mac tools that I use, and then I went over the steps of the process where I leverage the power of AI. Then I finished by estimating the time that I save, both using AI and a now well-oiled process and a bunch of templates. If you're still on the fence about the idea of starting your own podcast, I hope this episode has shown you that it's more than doable, especially on a Mac. And if you're already a podcaster, I hope this has given you ideas to improve your process or strategies to increase your social media presence. In any case, if you'd like to jumpstart or boost your podcasting efforts, just DM me on Instagram. My handle is macponerfm. I'd be super happy to help you with that. So that's it for today. In the next episode, I will wrap up season three by exploring other AI use cases that I haven't covered so far. And then I will share my views and predictions regarding future AI developments in 2024 and beyond. If you haven't done it yet, visit macponercom forward slash AI to grab your own copy of the top 10 AI tools cheat sheet this PDF will give you the edge that you need to boost your solo business in this fast-pacing world. Once again, it's macpono.com forward slash AI. Until next time, I'm Damien Schroes, wishing you a great day. Thank you for listening to the Macpreneur podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review and share it with a friend right now.